Welcome back. It's that time of the week. It's time for another episode of The Secret Diaries of a Gay Gynecologist in Paris, a memoir. Yes, you heard right, a memoir by Rafael Herrero, MD, PhD. The Secret Diaries of a Gay Gynecologist in Paris Caution! May Contain Adult Language Chapter 17 First Tonight on Call Part 1 That night, in my hospital room in the main building, I was stepping out of the shower when the phone rang. Raphael, you've got to come down right now to the emergency room. Right now. Pregnant lady, bleeding, said a female voice. I ran down the flights of stairs and through the almost empty waiting room and opened the ER door and found a woman in her twenties sitting on the examination table, tousled hair, stretched wool pullover, looking like she'd just gotten out of bed. She stared at her sanitary pad with a few drops of blood on it. Bonjour, I said as I sat down behind the desk and introduced myself. Je suis le docteur Herrero, le gynécologue qui s'occupe des urgences aujourd'hui. The door reopened and the ER nurse popped her head in. I've written her vitals down, she said, pointed with her chin towards the form on my desk. She's a Blaise Pascal patient, but I can't find her chart. I'll take a look in the outpatient clinic, see if it's there. The door closed and I asked the patient the first standard questions, regular menses, last menstrual period, previous conception. My first week as a physician in France, I felt so proud of myself taking a history in French, even if the sentences seemed out of a textbook. Est-ce que vous savez, quand est-ce que vous alliez avoir... The patient slapped some handwritten reports on the table. Black and white pictures were stapled onto them. I brought my ultrasounds with me she said. Seeing the first trimester ultrasound, I relaxed. If there's one single thing that's important in the management of a pregnant patient, it's her date of conception, and a good first trimester scan determines it with impressive accuracy. Scientific studies have shown that good precocious ultrasounds are better at determining date of conception than last menstrual period, even in women with regular menses. I looked at the glossy pictures, Good resolution, correct planes, adequate magnification, calipers well-placed. The report stated that the patient had become pregnant on December 15th. I double-checked the calculations. I always did. So, I said, on the day of your scan, your baby's CRL was 36 millimeters, which means you were 11 weeks and two days. I calculated aloud on purpose so she could follow my work instead of having her wait in silence. I turned my obstetrical wheel. So that means, with just the information from your scan, that you conceived on December 15th, and your due date is September 8th. She blinked several times. Um, I think there must be a mistake, she said. My doctor said I'd deliver on September 15th. This time, it was me who blinked several times. This was the fourth patient today for whom my calculations did not coincide with those of the attending. Those had been even more off than for this patient. 
but I'd found reasons to dismiss the discrepancies, like irregular periods, an exact recall of Laxmenses, etc. I sighed. At least this time, I was only seven days off. I was thankful the patient had brought in her ultrasounds. I could ascertain correct pregnancy dating. I checked again. The report did say that she'd conceived on December 15th. Has your obstetrician seen this ultrasound? I asked. Yes, of course, she said. He ordered them. I couldn't understand how, even with an ultrasound confirming dates, her obstetrician had given her a date seven days after mine. My last period, she said, started on December 1st, and my cycles were exactly every 28 days. I swear, my body's like a Swiss cuckoo clock, she smiled. It was Sunday, and Jules was back from his business trip. According to my calculations, if Jules had fertilized her on the 15th, her expected date of delivery should be on September 8th, at 40 weeks, and not on September 15th. The ER nurse opened the door again and plunked it down a yellow chart on the desk before me. Found it. She was in yesterday. She saw Dr. Cohen. She closed the door. I opened the chart and searched for her pregnancy dates. And sure enough, her physician had written down the Holy Trinity. Last menstrual period, date of conception, expected date of delivery. So, last menstrual period, December 1st. Date of conception, December 15th. Expected date of delivery, September 15th. But Negelis' rule says, I thought to myself, evoking the hallowed rule for calculation of expected date of delivery from last menstrual period, in use throughout the world for almost two centuries, add seven days to last menstrual period and subtract three months from last menstrual period. What's with this obstetrician giving her an extra week? I bit my ballpoint pen. The average duration of pregnancy is 280 days, 40 weeks. Statistically speaking, most patients deliver around 40 weeks. The patient pushed her messy hair back and looked impatiently at me. The chart confirmed the problem I'd had with the other patients. I needed to check with someone. Khadija and Farid had gone home for the day, so I went to ask a midwife. I found one outside at the long L&D workstation, scratching a lemon chiffon chart with her pen. She'd probably finished delivering a baby and now was spending at least another hour on paperwork. In public hospitals in Europe, uneventful deliveries are done by midwives. She hadn't called me in, so she probably hadn't done an episiotomy. She looked up from the yellow light on her work desk. Oui, Raphael. Excusez-moi, Monique, I said. Il y a quelque chose que je ne comprends pas. She readjusted her pink horn-rimmed glasses and looked at the clock on the wall behind me. What don't you understand, Raphael? I pointed to the dates on the chart. Well, the expected date of delivery here? She glimpsed at it and looked back up at me. What about it? There must be a mistake. She checked the three dates. I don't see any mistake. It all seems very clear to me. She looked at me square in the face. And correct. But, I said, if you used Nigeli's rule... She winced, as if I were speaking Japanese. Nigeli's rule? Yes. La règle de Nigel. I have no idea what you're talking about. She shot a glance at the other midwife at the workstation with her, who shrugged. I said... 
Her physician's written she'll deliver at 41 weeks. Yes, she said. That's absolutely right. Dr. Cohen knows what he's doing. But, I said, a woman usually delivers around 40 weeks. The midwife shot another glance at each other, charged at this time. I felt embarrassed. Here I was, a full-fledged gynecologist, working as an intern, and instead of impressing everyone with my prowess and knowledge, I was asking elementary questions, like calculation of expected date of delivery. I explained to Monique what I'd been taught. She replaced her pink cat eyes high on her nose and took a deep breath, as if about to explain to a toddler what a bank is for. Rafael, if the patient's last menstrual period is December 1st, she ovulates on December 15th, okay? 14 days, remember? A cycle's 28. So, if she conceived on December 15th, then she'll deliver on September 15th, nine months later. Do we agree? Yes, but... Yes, but what? She'll be at 41 weeks on September 15th, and not 40, I said. Bingo, she said. That's what it's supposed to be. But, I said, most patients with normal pregnancies deliver around 40 weeks. Term is 41 weeks. 41 weeks. Actually, I said... Term is defined as between 37 and 42 weeks. Her eyes narrowed and her lips tightened. Monique obviously did not appreciate Japanese. You know, I don't have time to discuss this right now. She said it looking at her lemon chiffon chart. I could almost hear her making a mental note. It was her duty to report this to the other midwives and physicians first thing in the morning. The new foreign doctor didn't even have a grasp on the basics. She said... I've got a lot of work on my hands, okay? Do you mind? I took a step back. It seemed that, while the rest of the planet was telling pregnant patients that they deliver around 40 weeks gestation, the French were telling them that they deliver at 41, and they called it term. Worried about keeping my bleeding patient waiting, I went back to the emergency room, telling myself that French women's pregnancies couldn't be longer than in the rest of the world. I still hadn't figured out that this confusion could be easily expunged with a small semantic precision. While most obstetricians around the world say that delivery will be at a certain date, 40 weeks gestation, French obstetricians are putting forth that it will be before a certain date, 41 weeks gestation. I wrote down my own calculation of the patient's term on the form, which despite the expected date of delivery and expected date of conception welter, was the same as Dr. Cohen's. No matter what we said, the patient was of the human species, and, French or not, she'd deliver between 37 and 42 weeks. I examined her and did another ultrasound. No surprises. The hot sex she had just had with her enthusiastic Jules had irritated her cervix and had caused a small, inconsequential bleeding. That explained the young puppy with the guilty puppy look in the waiting room. Et bien voilà, mes amis, c'est tout pour aujourd'hui. That's it for today, my friends. Join me for our next show of The Secret Diaries of a Gay Gynecologist in Paris, a memoir by Rafael Herrero, MD, PhD. 
contact me at Rafael Herrero, R-A-F-A-E-L dot H-E-R-R-E-R-O dot S-F, like in San Francisco, at gmail.com. Au revoir, à la semaine prochaine, et vive Paris! If you liked today's episode, would you please like my Facebook page? Search for A Gay Gynecologist in Paris. And follow me as well on Twitter at Gay Gyno Paris with no spaces between the words and share with me all your thoughts. Thank you and see you next week. Salut, mes amis. Ici le gynécologue gay de Paris, the gay gynecologist in Paris. Suivez-moi sur Facebook. Vous pouvez me trouver sous Gay Gynecologist Paris. Faites-moi un like, s'il vous plaît. Vous pouvez me suivre aussi sur Twitter, at Gay Gyno Paris. Ça s'appelle J-A-Y-J-Y-N-O, Paris comme la ville P-A-R-I-S. Répondions le bonheur et soyons tous amis sur Facebook and Twitter. Au revoir, beaucoup de bisous et à bientôt. Hola amigos, aquí me tenéis el ginecólogo gay de París, the gay gynecologist in Paris. Me podéis seguir en Facebook, es más, os pido que me sigáis en Facebook. Buscadme bajo gay gynecologist Paris. Hacedme un like y seamos amiguitos. Además, seguidme por favor en Twitter. Estoy bajo gay gyno Paris, que se escribe G-A-Y-G-Y-N-O-P. A-R-I-S, como París. Seamos amigos todos en todos los sitios web. Y os mando a todos muchos besitos. ¡Hasta luego! Y ahí, galera. Aquí el ginecologista gay de París. The Gay Gynecologist in Paris. Curta mi página en Facebook. Gay Gynecologist Paris. Vocês pueden también me seguir en Twitter no Gay Gyno Paris, soletrando G-A-Y-G-Y-N-O-P-A-R-I-S. Não seria divertido sermos todos amigos no Facebook e no Twitter? Até mais! Hallo, Freunde! Hier ist der schwule Frauenarzt aus Paris, the Gay Gynecologist in Paris. Ihr könnt mich auf Facebook liken unter Gay Gynecologist Paris oder folgt mir auf Twitter. Und Gay Gino Paris. Buchstabiere G-A-Y-G-Y-N-O-P-A-R-I-S. Es wäre toll, wenn wir alle Facebook- und Twitter-Freunde würden. Tschüss und bis bald! Contact me at Gay Gynecologist Paris. Three words. Altogether, no spaces, gay gynecologist Paris at gmail.com.